go rebuild my church, which as you can see, is falling into ruins. These are the words spoken to St. Francis of Assisi from an image of Christ on the crucifix at San Damiano in 1205 AD. These same words inspired Peter Doan, the host of the program you're about to hear. Peter challenges all of us to rebuild, not the brick and mortars of our church buildings, but our personal faith and relationships that will rebuild and strengthen the church. Now here's today's program. Welcome to our radio program, Go Rebuild My Church. My name is Peter Doan, and I'm excited to be with you today as we explore ways to put into practice the words spoken to St. Francis of Assisi by our Lord Jesus, Go Rebuild My Church, and how this theme is relevant to the church today. Our passion for renewal was ignited when we came home to the Catholic Church 14 years ago, and that's when we heard the call to rebuild and joined efforts with many other renewal movements within the church. And now, hopefully, through the ministry of this radio program and our lay apostolate, we can provide pathways for you as individuals, as well as families and parishes to join the rebuilding process and experience renewal. Now, we have a great show in store for you today. Periodically, we interview men and women that are rebuilding and renewing in the subject areas that we've been discussing. We've been discussing bringing the light of Jesus Christ to the world during the seasons of Advent and Christmas. We are presently in the Christmas season, and our interview today certainly speaks of bringing the light of Jesus Christ to the world. Our guest today is Carly Brosek. Her hometown is Wahoo, Nebraska. She went to Northern State University and earned her degree in 2018. Carly played softball all four years there and joined Focus Varsity Catholic there. Following graduation, she served as a Focus ministry and missionary for three years. Carly now works for Varsity Catholic National Team and has done that for the past three years. And oh, by the way, she's also the assistant softball coach at the University of Minnesota, Duluth. Carly, welcome to our broadcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Carly, let's start with this. We would love to hear about you and your background and how you came to be a student athlete at your college. Yeah, you hit a lot of it there, Peter. I grew up in a small town in Nebraska called Wahoo, a town of about 4,000 people. Um, I grew up in a, in a very athletic family. My brother ran college track and cross country. My dad, I grew up watching my dad coach high school basketball. Oh, cool. Um, and so sports was, some, yeah, sports was something that we just did, and I fell in love with all of them growing up. But I really decided to hone in on softball. I thought I was really good at it, and I was really excited. I loved it. I loved the passion of the game. I, I loved being able to play in dirt. I was a tomboy. Um, and so throughout my high school career, I, I knew that I wanted to pursue this in college. It was something that I wanted to do, but my parents had taught me very well of I can't go to college just for softball. It only lasts another four years, and so I had to go to a school where I could also get a good education. Um, so that led me to Northern State University in Aberdeen, South Dakota, um, it was a Division II school. I knew it was a really athletic softball program, and it also had a fantastic English department, and that was what I was choosing to pursue as an education standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I went to Northern State from there and, and was there for four years, and I loved every minute of it. 
Oh, that's great. I, I love that background. And uh, we just, I'm so excited to go through this interview, Carly, to see God working in the sports world among Catholic athletes. Leslie? Okay. Well, Carly, we know that college is such a stressful time, especially in today's culture, and especially for student athletes. Two of our sons did play college um, sports, they were baseball players. But not only do you have the demands of your academic schedule and keeping your grades up, but your balance that with a very rigorous sports training. So talk to us a little about a little bit about what led to your involvement in Varsity Catholic, which is a division of Fellowship of Catholic University Students, or FOCUS. Oh, gosh. Um, when I went to college, I was very fortunate. My family was not only an athletic family, but I grew up in an incredibly supportive um, Catholic family. And Wonderful. So we prayed together. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, we prayed together every night. Going to Mass on Sundays was a non-negotiable, and I remember learning very quickly. I, I went to a great Catholic elementary school and high school. I uh, was taught by all priests and religious, and my brother started having me go to Mass. He would drive all the way home from Lincoln, where he was, he was a teacher, and he would take me to daily Mass on the days I had a game. Um, and so it became really apparent to me, and it was, it was just, I fell in love with the Lord. And so when I went to, when I went to college... Um, Finding community at the Newman Center was a non-negotiable, and so I knew that that was, that was who I was. I knew that I was deeply in love with our Lord. Um, I knew that I needed support in that because college is really hard, and so mm-hmm. I went and found the Newman Center on my, my campus tour, actually, and then it was immediately always over there trying to get involved, um, involved with the missionaries, going on mission trips, because I knew that I was an athlete, and that was a big part of who I was, but I also knew that I couldn't let that be my identity, and my identity rested in being a daughter, mm-hmm. um, a daughter of the Father. So I loved my time at the Newman Center. Okay, so then you got involved in Varsity Catholic, and how did that come about? Um, focus came to my campus my sophomore year of college. So oh, my okay. freshman year, it was just pretty much me and the other students who were involved in the Catholic Center with our chaplain, and our chaplain was really passionate about Focus. Um, he talked about it all the time. I knew it was a big goal of his to bring focus to our campus. And so uh, the summer before my sophomore year of college, I got a call from Father Tom, and he was really excited to say, ah, focus is coming, focus is coming, I'm so excited. Um, and so I immediately got involved with focus missionaries and varsity Catholic missionaries. Um, varsity Catholic, yeah, like you, like you said earlier, is a division of focus. And so the varsity Catholic missionaries are also focus missionaries. They just, they just specialize a little bit more. Um, and athlete outreach, and so they came to campus, they outreached, I didn't even need to be outreached to, I was already there, I think I outreached to the missionary, actually, I said, please hang out with me, and so I actually (laughs) did their job for them, which is funny looking back on it, but immediately became involved, was in Bible studies, was leading my own Bible studies, and was in discipleship with them. So today we're speaking with Carly Brosek, who is uh, on the national team for Varsity Catholic, uh, Carly, how many campuses is your ministry on, and how many missionaries have been trained in Varsity Catholic? So Focus itself is on 193 campuses in the U.S. and eight internationally. Wonderful. Um, Vars- yeah, praise the Lord. Varsity Amen. Catholic, we have 91 full-time Varsity Catholic missionaries serving on 58 campuses. So full-time Varsity Catholic we hire full-time varsity Catholic missionaries. That means they played a sport in college, and they were um, requested by a chaplain at a campus to come and do specifically athlete outreach. So when you're a full-time varsity Catholic missionary, that means that we're expecting that missionary to spend 60 to 80% of their time in outreach, hmm. outreaching to athletes. 
Um, so again, we have 91 of those missionaries serving on 58 campuses. But here's another crazy stat for you. We have 250 focused staff members that are actually trained in Varsity Catholic and Varsity Catholic Extension Outreach. Oh, wow, powerful. We have 91 missionaries specifically doing it, but we have 250 that are trained. And so out of those 250, we're on another, we're on a full 125 campuses with Varsity Catholic. So Carly, upon graduation, you decided to join the staff of Varsity Catholic. How did that come about? We have about 45 yeah. seconds to go before our first break. Okay, great. Um, I knew that the Lord was calling me to mission. I didn't know what that looks like. And then the missionary who had invested in me, her, there was two of them. One was named Carrie and one was named Marissa. They sat me down my senior year of college and presented me with the application. Said, hey, we think you should apply and take this to the Lord. And so I took it to the Lord. I, I applied and praise God, Focus offered me a job. And I was so excited to say yes. It was it was an automatic yes. I didn't even have to think about it. Amen. Okay, well, we're going to take a short break right now, Carly. And when we return, we're going to continue our discussion and learn more about Varsity Catholic and their impact on college campuses. So please stay with us. You're listening to Go Rebuild My Church. This program is underwritten in part by Willie and Deborah Wood in memory of their parents, Woody and Joyce Wood, and Bill and Elsie Brooks. Catholic Radio Indy thanks the Wood family for their support. It is here where you'll find the best marriage counselor, greatest healer, wisest teacher, and closest friend. It's a place where you'll escape the chaos of the world and find the lasting peace that only comes from God. Jesus is personally waiting to embrace you now with his divine mercy and healing love. Jesus is calling you home to his sacred heart today. I need your mercy. I need a savior. Welcome back to our radio program, Go Rebuild My Church. We're speaking today with Carly Brosack, a member of the Varsity Catholic National Team, which is a ministry of fellowship of Catholic university students. Carly, all Varsity Catholic missionaries are former student-athletes like yourself. Please describe for our listening audience the expectations of your role. What does your typical day look like when you're a Varsity Catholic missionary? Oh, gosh. Um, I can speak to it, which is so fun for my job now. So as a Varsity Catholic national team member working with Focus, I don't work on campus specifically anymore with students, but I oversee missionaries on 18 campuses across the country. Mm-hmm. And so I get to have a, a broad range of answers here because every campus looks a little bit different. But um, like I said earlier, when, when we send a full-time varsity Catholic missionary to campus with focus, our goal is for them to spend 60 to 80% of their time doing athlete outreach. And so that means they're going into the athletic facilities they're meeting with coaches, they're meeting with athletic departments, they're speaking to teams, they're going to practice, they're traveling with teams. We're the only way that the Catholic voice is being is, is being spoken in the collegiate athletic departments. We're the, we're the people that are coming in and, and sharing the gospel and sharing the, the truth of the Catholic Church. And so their ministry looks looks like all of those things. They're, they're leading Bible studies with teams, they're walking with students in discipleship and one-on-one mentorship to teach them how to lead Bible studies on their team. Um, and this is happening on, like I said, 125 campuses across the country, which is incredible. It's powerful. Okay, so Carly, recently we returned from a pilgrimage to Greece and Turkey. It was called Following in the Footsteps of St. Paul. We had a wonderful time. And St. Paul, we learned, had a clear strategy. So when he was on the road and he was preaching the gospel, he would first go to the synagogue and he'd persuade the Jews why the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. 
and he was preaching Christ crucified. Then he would go to the marketplace and he'd preach the good news, the kerygma to the Gentiles. So talk to us a little bit about the strategies or approaches that you and your team use to reach the athletes with the gospel, because I know that this is something that you've got, you've learned over time, just what is the best approach? Gosh, again, this is so fun. I think this is when my softball coaching mind comes into play because it's like a scouting report when I look at all of the different campuses we're on. <laughs> um, but the main strategy, and I think this is this is for Focus, this is for Varsity Catholic, this is for anybody living mission and going out to, to share the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is to show up, right? It's a ministry mm. of presence. And Amen. so our college athletes, anybody, all of our young people are struggling with this idea of a culture of youth, but especially our athletes, because it's always they're always looked at. Okay, what can you do for me? Can you run this mile time? Can you can you hit this home run? Can you score this kid? Can you make this basket? Can you win us this game? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just constantly being used. And so when somebody else shows up, I think there's this natural hesitancy in their heart of, okay, do you actually care about me, or are you just using me too? And so I I think all of our speak Catholic and all of Focus talks about. You just need to be there. Show up and show them that they're loved. So go to practice. Go to their games, even if they're on the injured reserve list, and just be there because it's in those moments of, of confirming in them who they are as daughters, as sons and daughters of the Father um, that hopefully they start to realize, oh, my gosh, my sport isn't everything. Oh, my gosh, there's more to this life. Oh, my gosh, I am, I am loved. I am seen mm-hmm. and I am cared for, which I don't think a lot of them know. So the main strategy that we talk about is showing up and going to these places to be with them. So go to the athletic departments, go to the games, go to their practices. Um, And then we talk about just loving them authentically, because I think a lot of young people these days don't know what authentic friendship and love is. And so it's, it's teaching them, it's walking with them in a friendship and it's showing them what does friendship and vulnerability look like. Um, Because St. Paul says, we desire to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves, Right. Um, Mm -hmm. in scripture. So that's really what we model ourselves after. Well, all that is just so rich and so wonderful, Carly, because the athletes, so much of their identity, if not all of their identity, is caught up in the sport that they're playing. And that's their identity and security. And they need to know that love. Well, like St. Paul, I think sometimes we are challenged by others and even persecuted as we share the gospel. So what what has gone on on the campuses regarding persecution? Has there been times when you've experienced resistance or your missionaries? I have been thinking a lot about this question, and I was actually processing through it um, with one of my best friends who is also a missionary, and we were talking about yeah, what does persecution look like? Because in scriptures we see it as right—you're being stoned in this in the city, and you're all of these things um, dragged out of the city, of, thrown in prison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you're being thrown to the lions. Uh, but we were talking about okay, what does this sometimes look like on campus? And because it's not always this uh, this big show of absolutely not—we're not letting you in because of the gospel. But I think it's sometimes a lot of little no's and rejections. And I think that's because our culture really struggles with confrontation these days, and they really don't know how to say no. Um, and so I think the way I experienced it the most was, right, my job is to invest in, in young women and to, and to introduce them to the person of Jesus Christ. And so that meant I was, leading, I was trying to lead them in Bible study, I should say. And so I was meeting all of these female athletes, and I was inviting them to Bible study, and instead of just saying, no, hey, I'm not coming, they just wouldn't show up. And so there would be, week, there would be weeks where I would have snacks, right, because they always tell you to have snacks, to have a welcoming environment, and I would just sit there. Bible study would start at 7. It's 
6.58, nobody's there. 7.05, nobody's hmm. there. You're, but you're still hopeful maybe they got caught in traffic. 7.10, nobody's there. And it's it's these little no's, but the Lord just keeps asking you to, you know, open yourself up and invite anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the, the persecution was, it was more so of this, I'm going to keep inviting you, and I know that you probably, you might not come, but I know that the Lord is asking me to invite you anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, fa- and, and, facing, right, and facing that rejection and not getting discouraged. I mean, that's hard. Yeah, exactly. You have to have some very supportive other missionaries in your life to tell you, hey, and even like going to the prayer and going to prayer and being like, hey, Jesus, I feel nobody's coming and I feel really unworthy of this, but I trust that you're asking me to be here and I trust that you've called me to this mission. Yes, amen. So, Carlin, we have about a minute and a half before our next break, and this is a question that Leslie and I were thinking about. So on the website, Varsity Catholic website, it talks about how Jesus Christ transforms one athlete's life. She shares how Varsity Catholic missionary developed an authentic relationship with her and challenged her to grow in her faith. It must be hard at times to get close to someone who's under so much pressure to perform in their sport. What are some of the ways you develop authentic relationships with student-athletes? Oh, goodness. I think it's, I think I've said this already to you, but it's just, it's just showing up and loving them um, and inviting them into your, into your daily life. And so sometimes my best conversations with students happened if I said, hey, I actually need to go to the grocery store. Do you want to come? Or, mm-hmm. hey, I'm working on this. Or can I sit with you as you study? And because you're just trying to be in their daily life as much as possible. You're trying to make it, you're trying to make them know that you care about them in every single moment. And it doesn't just have to be in these extravagant things. Um, and so I think those relationships really form when, yeah, you sit with them in the library to do their homework or you're, you're going with them to the grocery store. You're just trying to help cook them, help them cook their meals because they have such limited time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just being with them in those moments that they, when they can be themselves. It sounds like you may have made some lifelong friendships, too. And, and of course, Praise these God, are... Yes, I did. And these are lessons all of us in our local parishes need to be working on as well, the whole gift of hospitality. So thank you for all that. So we're going to take another break now. And when we return, we'll continue our discussion with Carly Brosek, a national leader in the Lay Apostolate Fellowship of Catholic University Students, known as FOCUS. So please stay with us. You're listening to Go Rebuild My Church. This program is underwritten in part by Willie and Deborah Wood in memory of their parents, Woody and Joyce Wood, and Bill and Elsie Brooks. Catholic Radio Indy thanks the Wood family for their support. Is life overcoming you? Or are you overcoming life? Because that's what we're here to help you do. Catholic Radio Indy. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Go Rebuild My Church. We're very blessed today to have as our guest Carly Brosek, a member of the national team called Varsity Catholic, a ministry of the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Okay, Carly, um, we know that people see sports as their God. It's just everywhere, not just on the college campuses. And Varsity Catholic is really hoping to transform the student-athlete's perspective of life, that sports isn't their God. Like you even said, there's life after sports. And really start to place Jesus Christ back at the center of their life. And we would love to hear maybe a personal testimony or a story of an athlete that maybe you've worked with, a powerful transformation that you've been able to personally witness? Oh my gosh, I think I could talk about this for hours. So if we just want to make this 
show in a couple hours long, that'd be great. But <laughs> I understand that I have a limited time here. Go so for it. We'll tell you when the show is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first, the the main story that just comes to my mind is actually about my goddaughter. Her name is Riley. Um, I met Riley when I was a missionary at the University of Wisconsin Platteville. She was a, she was a young freshman, very quiet, um, and it was pretty evident upon the first time meeting her when I was when I was praying about her that the Lord had something in store for Riley, um, and I had no idea what that looked like. And so, Riley was on the softball team. I went to practice every day for the softball girls. I loved softball, so I was always trying to be around it. Um, Riley would get coffee with me every week. She would come over to my apartment with her teammates once a week to watch TV and have dinner. But every week when I invited Riley to Bible study, she said no. Um, this happened for two years. Two years, Riley spent time with me every week, and <laughs> she would always tell me no to Bible study, and I just didn't understand. Um, and then it was it was the end of my second year of mission. I knew I was getting moved to a different campus, and I just went before the Lord, and I said, Jesus, I don't know what you want here but I'm, I'm willing to try again because I know that I knew specifically with Riley, there's something here. Um, and so I invited Riley, Riley to Bible study one more time. And to my surprise, Riley said yes. And I just was flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but here the caveat was, she said, probably I'm, I'm going to come, but it's because I care about you. And I know this is important to you, but I'm not religious. I don't know anything about God. My family wasn't religious, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'll come one time. And I said, you know what? I'm going to run with that one. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to take that yes, and I'm going to run with it. Um, and so Riley came to the first Bible study, and I'm going to be honest, I don't think she said a word. Um, it was all virtual because it was during COVID. She had her arms crossed. The time that the, by the time the Bible study ended, I said, I don't know if I will ever see Riley again. And then a couple of weeks go by, and Riley kept coming. And I said, oh, and she started to talk a little bit more. And then I will never forget, it was on April 14th, I was in the chapel, um, it was late at night, and my phone went off, and I had a text message from Riley, and it, was, it said something along the lines of, Riley, I'm not sure what's happening but I, in my heart, but I know that I want Jesus to be in the center of it. Wow. Um, <laughs> Praise God. I just started to cry before the Lord in the tabernacle, and I said, what is happening? And so, very quickly, I invited, I presented the gospel to Riley, I invited her into RCIA, um, and on, I think it was May 9th of the next year, Riley was baptized and brought into full communion with the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just this incredible story. And now, now that I've walked with her for all of these years, getting to, getting to see her blossom and her love for Jesus, getting to see her go on mission trips, but also just getting to walk with her and, okay, what does being Catholic look like um, has been such a gift. Well, the, the thing that that testimony really says to me is how the grace of God uh, was continuing to work in her life through you reaching out to her, and then eventually the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, opened her heart up to the gospel, and that's really exciting. It's a it's a cooperation between you and the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Gosh, the Lord did so much there. I think if you told me that Riley was the reason I said yes to being a missionary, I would say yes a million times over, just for the sake of that one soul and for her soul, and particularly. Yes. So we're sharing today with Carly Brosak, who's a national leader in the Lay Apostolate Fellowship of Catholic University Students and its ministry of Varsity Catholic. So to follow up just what you shared uh, with this wonderful testimony, Carly, um, what's the process of next steps, if you will, when the missionary leads that student into? What, what are the next steps? Talk to us about the process that you use of one-on-one mentoring in that varsity Catholic uses. And, and discipleship in particular. Yeah. 
Gosh, Focus does an incredible job, and I will say I think it's incredible because they didn't try to reinvent the wheel. They say it's the method modeled by the Master, so we were doing what Jesus Christ himself modeled for us in the Gospels, right? So in Jesus' three years of public ministry, what did he do? He pretty much went camping with 12 men and taught mm-hmm. them how to, how to <laughs> That's live. Good. That's a like fun way to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right, he traveled, traveled the traveled all around with these 12 men, healing people, preaching the, like, preaching the good news and, and, and forgiving sins. And he said, okay, you go do the same. Um, and so discipleship is really just that. It's, right, Focus does a great job. They have wonderful articles that we can read with our students and with the people we're walking with in discipleship to grow closer to the Lord. But it's about running shoulder to shoulder towards the Father and deeper into the heart of the Father. Um, and so back in Hebrew times, it was being following in the dust of the rabbi, being a disciple of the rabbi, meant you walked so closely behind the rabbi that you were covered in the dust of his feet, mm-hmm. um, that you followed him in everything he did to become more conformed to the rabbi. And so Christ, as our rabbi, we're called to follow so closely behind him that we are covered in the dust of his feet. And so really discipleship is, no, let's run shoulder to shoulder so we can both be covered in the dust of the feet of our rabbi. Um, and become more conformed to the heart of Christ. And so discipleship within focus just looks like, okay, let's learn how to pray. Let's learn what authentic mm-hmm. friendship is. And once those two things, right, we go in the process of win, build, and send. So we win them over to the mission of Jesus. We mm-hmm. win them over to Jesus. We build them up in a life of prayer and the sacraments. Um, and then we send them out to do mission. Wonderful. We love that, Carly. So uh, just to finish up today, could you please give our listeners a way to connect with Varsity Catholic in terms of website, in terms of other ways that they can give and acknowledge this wonderful ministry here across the country? Yes, absolutely. So if you go to www.focus.org, um, there's a section you can click on that says what we do, and there's a drop. There's Varsity Catholic is an option there. I think if you also type in www.varsitycatholic.org, it also reroutes you to the same website. Um, and from there, you can learn more about our mission. You can learn more about the mission of Focus. And I will say coming up here in a couple of weeks, Focus is actually doing, they, they have a conference once a year. It's called Seek. This year it's in St. Yes. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to know about Focus, if you want to experience if you want to experience Jesus Christ in a new radical way and what Focus is doing, if you have the ability to go to that conference in St. Louis, it is something that has radically impacted my own life, radically impacted the lives of the students I've worked with and the missionaries I've worked with. I think more than 20,000 people are signed up right now, so that is an incredible way, too, to get involved with Focus. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for that. We're going to take a moment here and pray over these things we spoke about. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I hold up Carly and her fellow missionaries, the wonderful work that they're doing through Varsity Catholic. We pray, as the Scripture says, that you would open up a door for them that no man could shut. And we pray that you would use this ministry to reach out to the athletes on these college campuses in which you've planted them. Father, we pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you, Carly, for joining us today. This has been wonderful. And we also want to thank our listeners for joining us as we seek to to connect them as individuals, their families and parishes to the rebuilding and renewal of the Catholic faith here in America. And everyone out there listening, make sure to become a regular listener of Catholic Radio Indy. Goodbye for now and keep keep the the faith. faith.
You've been listening to Go Rebuild My Church with Peter Doan. Podcasts of this program are available at www.catholicradioindy.org. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy, 103.7.